0: Hi, Penny. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Um, as promised in a previous podcast, I begged <laughs> Penny Davis, uh, wardrobe supervisor on Broadway for many decades, who's now living the life in Miami in the 305. She still has the 212 area code, let me just say. Um, but to talk about something else that she did here with me on GG in the 561 she graciously um, agreed because she knew I would keep badgering her until she did. Hi, Penny, again. Thanks again for being here. My pleasure. Um, as we touched on the other day, you uh, I dug up this little factoid about you and your vast career and fabulously interesting career where you had uh, worked for a time with soaps, and back in the day, uh, Gary and I—well, not really back in the day, just a few years ago. Gary and I were in New York, and at that time, we both worked for a media company owned by ABC. So while we were in Manhattan, hanging out and just having a good time, we were invited by one of the main honchos to come to the ABC Center there in the center of Manhattan. And to you know, he took us to lunch, and, and we had known him for a number of years. And uh, so when we walked into his office, it was incredible be on many levels but there were all these uh tvs lined up and uh, monitors really not they were just mm-hmm. monitors mounted in the wall and in each one of those a different thing was playing and it was some of it was like behind the scenes while things were going on and different shows it was just incredible like what was uh, mm-hmm. seen there. and so then he said hey you know before we go to lunch um you want to you know go you know kind of walk around and and see what's going on so he took us into world news tonight and he was really funny because he was very very high on the food chain and what was hilarious is we walked in to some of these places he's like and 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 you know how when somebody with power comes on the scene unexpectedly it's oh like yes <laughs> the, the room just goes silent it's just like, you know and the newsroom there just uh, world news just went silent as you walked in and he it was a tall very sophisticated, very, uh, you know, imposing man. And he looked at us, he said, they have no idea who I am. And I thought, what a bet. And and so he took us to the set of Good Morning America, which by that time they were done with the show. But they were moving, the Teamsters were moving equipment and, and all of this stuff. And he said, go on up, you know, get on the set, go take some pictures. So went up there and I'm like, these teamsters, are these men were huge and you know doing their their they wanted to get done they wanted to get out of there it's like i'm sure they were thinking and so i'm like you sure that we should do this he's like oh yeah yeah go on up there and and we did and then the the funniest thing happened a couple of these big burly guys were moving this and i said to one of them he was a young guy i said hey you know why don't you come on over because would it be okay for you to be on the set and get some pictures of me with you? Mm-hmm. And he he smiled and he came over and sat down and, and we took these great photos. And I thought, he wasn't scary after all. He was They were really <laughs> great and we had a great time. But at that time, um, I guess it has been really a few years because all my children were still being filmed there. And he said, our host said, if... Uh, if they weren't filming we would i'd take you in there but he said they're still in production so we went on to lunch and that was that but as i mentioned to you the other day my introductions to soap operas hence sponsored by Procter and Gamble in the beginning uh having a lot of ivory soap commercials and stuff like that uh, was at a very young age and it was with as the world turns because my grandmother was this huge fan i was a little girl with her and her story came on, and you had to sit down. But it really wasn't the the first soap opera to 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 be on because there, no. turns is a sister to the the show, uh, the Guiding Light. Guiding Light. I, on. I think was,
1: that was the oldest, I think.
0: Right, and they merged from radio, uh, the, at least yes. the Guiding Light did to yeah. TV. So you were there in Manhattan, and are you? I think you said you worked uh, in Brooklyn. Is that right? With us, oh. very, very, briefly.
1: Another, I worked briefly on another world in Brooklyn. The uh, NBC soaps shot in Brooklyn.
0: Oh. Uh, okay. And the,
1: the CBS soaps shot in. Uh, well, actually, the ABC. All my, all my children. I think it was all my children shot in New York City. But most of the ABC, no, okay, let me start over again, if you can edit this. NBC uh, soaps shot in Brooklyn, because Another World was an NBC soap. Um, ABC shot in New York City over by Lincoln Center, and um, CBS shot in Maine. CBS, which is on West 57th Street, And Guiding Light had its own studio on West 26th Street in Chelsea. Um, I worked on Guiding Light over, I'd say about, I started there in late 1978. I worked there for about four months solid. Then I became like a regular fill-in because the hard part from our aspect, wardrobe aspect, is learning the characters and learning the actors because they use their names interchangeably off camera, and it can be very confusing if you. Oh yeah. You know, and then, uh, uh, so Guiding Light I became a very valuable substitute when somebody was sick or on vacation or something, because I could step right into the soap, and given that often a same what we call the same day could last for weeks. <laughs> sometimes, oh um, really. You know, I'd come back and go, oh, are we still in that day?
0: Wow. <laughs> and,
1: uh, um And, and the As the World Turns shot at Maine CBS, which is on West 57th Street. Um, and they actually had two studios. No, two studios. And um, actually Guiding Light did too, but they had its own building. Guiding Light was in its own building.
0: Oh, um, why and would I they in have their own Light. building, Penny? Why would they have their own building? I guess know? it
1: just uh, no. I guess it just was um, because my my first experience with soaps was with Guiding Light from late 1978 until oh I don't know. I worked during the mid 70s off and on there uh, because I was mainly a Broadway person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I needed to uh make extra money it was a great way to make extra money because yeah. it, it had finite hours and um and it it was it was fun to jump in they had offered I'm sorry I'm babbling they had offered me No babble
0: podcast. that's what a podcast is yeah.
1: <laughs> I I found television to be kind of boring work from my point of view but um so I didn't want to do it on a permanent basis but it was fun to just jump in and uh and I did television that way, and, and that was fine. And I worked with CBS. Uh, that was really the only thing I worked with Guiding Light on, with CBS. With NBC, I worked on Saturday Night Live and a few of the soaps briefly in Brooklyn because um, that was a rough life, especially if I was doing a show because I'd have to get up at four in the morning. They pick you up because they start shooting so early, and the, 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 uh, the ride to Brooklyn is long. So uh, that wasn't something I wanted to do yeah. often. Uh, but then with As the World Turns, I worked there for most of the year in 1990. And that was it. I, that's, I can only speak to 1990 yeah. events. Um, and then that was kind of it for me with soaps. So my experience is, is 30 years old. Well, soaps are pretty much gone now. but Yeah, uh, they are. There but were they, they as the world turns, happen along the way,
0: <laughs> well, you know, I can see why it would be hard to dra- to to learn the characters on a mm. soap because some of these characters are, are killed off, then they come back as they're brother, or I can
1: tell a funny story about that oh, very thing. Oh, I want to hear it.
0: We Violetta okay. and I here on Gigi in the five six one. We are all ears. <laughs> <laughs> this is, well,
1: this is something I learned along the way. But when I was doing Guiding Light, um, uh, Don Stewart was a big heartthrob on Guiding Light. Um, he played uh, Mike. I think Mike Bauer was the character. Oh, name. okay, yeah. Everybody was in love with Don Stewart. And uh, at one point uh, in nineteen late 1979, I was doing a Broadway show called Romantic Comedy with Tony Perkins and Mia Farrow. And, and in the show was a an act, younger actress by the name of Deborah May, who was great fun, and we had a lot of laughs on that show. And she said, I, and I was working on and off at that point in the daytime at Guiding Light. And who should appear suddenly uh, at Guiding Light but Debbie May. I said, what are you doing here? She said, oh, they brought me in to be a love interest for Don Stewart. I said, oh, that's great because he's featured so much. Anyway, so she was a hot and heavy love interest for a few weeks. And then she came in into work at the romantic comedy one night at the theater very downcast. I said, what's the matter? She said, they're going to kill me off. And I said, wait a minute. Now, this is important. How are they killing you (laughs) off? Do you die on camera
0: or off camera? (laughs) You're right. There's a big difference. And she said, I don't know
1: yet. I said, well, it's very important. (laughs) And she came in after she'd gotten her script. She said, Again, downcast. She said, I, I'm dying on camera. Oh, no. That's a well, shame. Yeah, However, that... then, now wait, it's not over. It's oh, more. okay. <laughs> wait, there's more. So about maybe uh, my time frame might be a little off because, as I said, it was hit and miss when I would go into work on yeah. on the show. I go into Guiding Light maybe a year later, maybe two, even two years and who should appear again but Debbie May. <laughs> and I said, what are you doing here? She said, they've brought me in as a love interest for Don Stewart. And I went, wait a minute, you're dead. She <sighs> said, no, no, I'm a different character now. I said, how are they dealing with it? She said, well, every now and then, Don looks wistfully into the distance and says, you remind me so much of my love, Pam whatever her, her original character name was. Right. She came in, I think it's a Dr. Renee somebody or whatever. Oh, and so that was the solution was he would just look into the distance and recall his lost love. And, oh, that's a soap opera uh, for you. Yeah. 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 And You're so, never
0: really dead on a soap. No,
1: except when, which brings me to another, the other, I shouldn't blow it all at once. I'm shooting my wad here. Oh, <laughs> 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 so all good. As the world turns. <laughs> Although even that she came back from what I read, I read I she came back later on. But um, as the world turns, was the actors on that soap were great, and they were fun off camera because a lot of times soap operas take soap actors take themselves. They be, because it's a job the way, in a way that's different from I think any other acting experience. Soap actors can can really get into their characters and become who they are supposed to be rather than who they actually are. Does that make sense? That makes perfect um, sense. Mm-hmm. Michael Zaz- For example, Michael Zaslow, who was a, a horrible, me, Roger Thorpe on camera on Guiding Light, could actually not behave very well sometimes off camera um, until you really sort of got to know him, dug a little bit deeper but uh they really I think they have to stay in character longer than most actors, but anyway, uh on as the world Turns, it was quite a different atmosphere, and they were fun and um if I might babble for a minute Please. Uh, who's going to stop me, one of there's <laughs> almost one single person is responsible for sort of changing the whole nature of soap opera. And that was a writer named Doug Marland. And Doug Marland, uh, whom I only met briefly once because he lived in some, you know, palatial atmosphere somewhere and spoke from on high, um, was the head writer, I believe, originally for General Hospital. And that was a California soap, and that became wildly popular beyond anybody's dreams. And everybody wanted to hire Doug Marland, and so Doug was brought in initially to um, Guiding Light. And suddenly there was more humor in the show, and tongue-in-cheekedness. And um, and then with and by the time I was working on As the World Turns, that had kind of been established, uh, where really outrageously nutty things happened on his show. <laughs> And I think Doug Marlin meant them to be nutty things on soap. A lot of people took them very seriously. Um, you know, it's taken, but um, they were nutty. And all the actors knew they were nutty. <laughs> but the, the one that I loved, the, the soap opera experience that I had that was the best was on As the World Turns. Uh, one of the main characters and actors was an, an actor named Larry Brigman. Please don't ask me what his character name was. I should be able to look it up. Uh,
0: um, I think he played John Dixon. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Dr. Yeah.
1: John, Dr. John. Well, Larry Brigman was one of – he and uh, Don Hastings, who played Dr. Bob. Yeah, Bob Hughes. Two very serious
0: characters.
1: And they were two of the funniest men I have ever met in this business.
0: That I I've love seen. hearing that.
1: I They're love hearing, hearing that. They were so funny off camera, you could die laughing. So anyway, Larry Brigman had been on vacation for several weeks. And the storyline got very hot and heavy with, a carriage, with Duncan. Uh, who was the, uh Michael Swan, who was the Scotsman he was, was
0: kind of a hunk was he not the he guy was. that played very, Duncan he was
1: a very sort of rough Sean Connery
0: yeah. kind of a yeah. way. yeah yeah and uh at the time he was
1: uh he was madly in love with uh the character Maggie was the actress's name Maureen was it Maureen um I wrote it down I actually wrote it down Shannon was the character name um and he and Shannon had been married. and Whatever the storyline was, it was a, it, it, they went back quite a ways. And anyway, then there was a character called Lilith, who was played by Sarah Bosford, who was actually an actress I'd worked with, again, in a show, a Broadway show. So I knew Sarah. And when she came on the set, I said, hey, what are you doing here? She said, oh, I play Lilith. And I said, who's that? Because I'm ignorant. I don't watch the soap mm-hmm. And um, she said, oh, I'm a bad character. Anyhow. Lilith, and this is the story now, Lilith was very, loved Duncan very much and was very jealous of Shannon. And apparently she had uh, Shannon killed. And again, off camera. But uh, when Larry, the day that Larry Brigman came back from vacation, we were shooting the hot and heavy scenes with when Duncan finds out that Shannon has been killed, I believe. Please excuse my thumb menu here. That's right. And I had asked the prop then with uh, um I've got to can I start over again to make you new deal with this if I start over I'm choosing the story and confusing. Okay. The um you'll deal with, this. with it. Um the she got chilled off. And I asked the prop man, How are we going to know this? And he demonstrated a shrunken head that he had because Lilith had joined this African cult. It was the most absurd storyline. And when Larry came back, he came down on the set while we were shooting the scene about Duncan finding out about Shannon and the confrontation with Lilith and all this. And Larry said to me, sidled up to me, and he said, So what's been going on? And I said, Well, um, Maureen, I think the actress's name was Margaret. Margaret, she wanted to leave and they actually, this is a little side note, they were not happy about her leaving at all. She wanted to go do bigger and better things and leave the soap and so I think that was one reason why they killed her off this way. ha <laughs> uh-huh. I'm speculating, please, I'm speculating. This is my own personal view. Gotcha. Was, so They had Lilith, uh, belong. she was the queen of some African cult and she got people to kill Shannon and shrink her head. Oh, and wow. Was so I'm telling, I'm telling this story to Larry Brigman much better than I'm telling it now, but this was, please forgive me, it was 30 years ago. Sure. And watching the expression on on deadpan Larry Brigman's face, <laughs> <laughs> as I told him about the comings and goings of Shannon and Duncan and Lilith. <laughs> Priceless uh, to me, that was the most absurd way to me, that any way that anybody has died on a soap opera uh, With, but, you know, African you know natives or something and, and having their head, head shrinkers and having their head shrunk. <laughs> I
0: think that if I'm not mistaken, and I don't want to be quoted, you know like I'm one hundred percent sure, but I think there was a uh, Whoopi Goldberg movie uh, in the '80s. Uh, called Jumpin' Jack Flash, and if I'm not mistaken, the actress that played Lilith in As the World Turns was, uh, had a small role in that, because uh, back then, it seems like I went, oh, I recognize her, and I like you, I have not watched Soaps in mm, forever, forever, but uh, I I'll believe that same well, actress did that, but you know, Soaps really do birth a lot of People that become quite famous, Julianne oh, yeah. Moore. Julianne yeah. Moore was Brownie Hughes well. on yeah. uh, as, as the as World well terms. Terms. Yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, uh, she, and also uh, we had Michael Park. Well, well, he's sort of you know because Michael Park actually was in started with us in Smokey Joe's Cafe on Broadway, and then he got into the soaps But yeah, there have been a lot of people who have begun because it's it's my one of my best friends, Catherine is Catherine Hicks. And Kathy
0: got... Who killed. was, well, I want to interject right here, married yeah. to Glenn Ford at one time, right? Isn't that right? No. Oh. No. Okay. No. Katherine Hicks was on Ryan's Hope. Oh, I'm talking about Katherine Hayes. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, Ryan. Right, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no, Kathy started on Ryan's Hope
1: as a character named Hope. And oh, okay. I know I'm digressing now, but... That's, I never understood about soaps because my mother used to listen to them on the radio and watch them when I was a little girl, mm-hmm. but I never really paid that much attention to them. I never got involved with it. And then in 1978, when I was doing Tribute, as you well know with Jack Lennon, yeah. Katherine Hicks was in that show. And I, the co- we had to redo a lot of her costumes. And so we were out of town in Boston with the show in pre-production. And um, I was assigned to, to recostume Kathy because it was a shop show rather than a, a built, a costume built show. So Kathy and I got to know each other very, very well because we'd go out shopping every morning before rehearsals, And people would follow us around when they would spot Kathy. It was amazing. We wow. would this craft and they'd be yelling after Hope. Hope, hope, hope. <sighs> and it was, I thought they were like, <laughs> were not religious uh, fanatics or what? but it was, they, no.
0: People really do. I mean, they get crazy about these characters. Yeah, um,
1: We were swarmed wherever we went in Boston. And I was stunned by it. And I said, because she was, to me, just like, a, you know, an entrepreneur actress. And she
0: said, no, no, I'm Hope. <laughs> went, okay. You know what that reminds me of, Penny? There is another movie that uh, is called Uh, soap dish, I believe, uh, with
1: yeah with, the, yeah, uh, with Whoopi
0: and, yeah and sh- and there's a scene in it where she's feeling re- Sally Phil's character is feeling really down and so Whoopi says you know come on we're going to go and then go to a mall and then Whoopi excellent, mm. <laughs> like you know oh no it is you it is, you know mm-hmm. and then everybody swarms around Sally and she feels but people really believe these you know they, they get up into it I want to touch real we're, we're about to wrap up but I do want to touch on one more really famous person that came from subs the director Mark Rydell. And if I don't know Mark Rydell, fill us in on some of the things he has been involved in.
1: Oh, well um I I don't know Mark Rydell. You you know I, uh, you I right, right, right. I know he did as the world turns. Uh but it was at a time I'm sorry to disappoint Japan, but uh, it was at a time when I was not like I said uh, I you know, I did the show for less than a year in 1990. You you may not have even
0: been born yet when Mark, I mean Mark Rydell was on that show, according to to my research, uh, it, way back, like in the yeah. beginning, yeah. And yeah. it and it caused a big dust up on the show, but then because people were so mad, they killed him off in a car wreck. And then, but he went on. He's one of the really really famous people from as yeah. uh, Directed World the Time.
1: Rose. He went on to be a great, you know, famous director. Um, with them. yeah directed the rose and that really catapulted him that i know
0: he um, really made the right decision and leaving yeah. he knew what he was doing p one more podcast that I, I, I that kind of burst in my head while we're talking really talking about katherine hicks because some of these people mm-hmm. when you meet them in person like like salma hayek when we met her she's like this she has this body that won't quit but i mean she is tiny she is she is tiny uh and I mean short and 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 small, and I would like you to come back at some point. I will, I know you know on down some sometime later, much later, and talk about those challenges of dressing. As you said, you took her out and you had to redo costuming. and and kind of dressing these people and what that entails as far as. Making sure that that uh, things fit and how how you manage that. So I hope that you will come back to Gigi and the five six one and and talk about that. And I so appreciate your time again today because I know you have a whole lot of stuff going on in your life and and uh, for you to take time again um, so so soon. I really do appreciate it. And you know what a big fan I am of yours. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. Really have enjoyed it. So everyone, um, I hope that you have enjoyed my guest today on Gigi and the 561, Penny Davis, uh, who is now living a life in Miami but spent so many years um, on Broadway, the the boards of Broadway in New York City with these great stories. She is a a friend that has allowed me to be her friend even though I have stalked her mercilessly through the years. But uh, please do visit us. Um, You can find our podcast all over the place. We're on iTunes. Many, many, many platforms. Uh, Many different apps will take you to these podcasts. So stay with us um, and go visit us at NorthPalmBeachLife.com. Like GGNL561, NorthPalmBeachLife.com isn't just about these areas. We go everywhere. We have people from everywhere contributing, participating, being gracious enough to be on our podcast and our website, as well as all of you great listeners. We appreciate you so, so very much. And be sure to stay tuned.